Hello everyone, and welcome to Rocky Worlds, the podcast about terrestrial planets, with your host, Devin Stroud. In this podcast today, we will be talking about the terrestrial planets. We will be having two interviews, one with Earth and the other with JPL team member Robert Manning. We will then look more into JPL and what they have to do with planets. Now I'm going to ask you a question. Which of them seems more real, or believable? A. Mars has dust storms that last from a few hours to a few months. These dust storms can also end up going across the entire planet. Or B. Venus has S and rain, although it never touches the surface of Venus. Or, finally, C. Both are true. I'll give you a minute to think here. The correct answer is C. March has huge dust storms, and Venus does, in fact, have acid rain. One quick little non-related fact while talking about rain on planets, Neptune actually has rain that is diamonds. Moving on. Here are some fun facts about the terrestrial planets. These planets are also called rocky planets. Terrestrial planets are more Earth-like compared to the planets that are more gassy-like. Jupiter. You can basically stand on them and fill them with your hand. These planets are closer to the sun than the gas giants. All of them have a core mainly composed of iron. Now that you've gotten to know these giants, let's speak to one. Here we have Earth ready to talk and a few other guests. Life is devoted to have existed on terrestrial planets for centuries. The only confirmed life is Earth, for obvious reasons. People seem to believe Mars could have had life at one point. Do you think that's possible considering its conditions over time? <coughs> As being the only planet with life currently, I don't think if they had life at one point even matters. Imagine if there was any time life on Mars. It wouldn't matter anyway. I was too busy to pay attention to Mars, and they were so tiny compared to me, I could barely see them. He used to have oceans, but then they completely dried up. Does he not have rain? I'm sorry, did. You can't have rain without any water. So, you don't believe, or do you? Nope, I don't believe at all. I actually think... Mars wishes he had people just to show off to the gas giants. Ha! They can't even be walked on. Ha ha! Considering the only reason we could think that there is life on Mars, why do you think their ocean dried up? Where do you think the water went? It's easy. Mars can't handle all the pressure of having water. Mars here? Hey now. Just because your people are so interested in me and want to come live on me doesn't mean you have to get so cocky. I may have taken so many naps, I don't even know what happened, but that doesn't matter. Fine. I do get jealous sometimes, but I would never suddenly lose all my water. You're just unreliable. I think that the water dried up a while ago. Maybe he was closer to the sun or something. Then it just floated up in the space and now on some other planet. But remember, I never really paid attention. Maybe it even had something to do with your outrageous dust storms. <sighs> okay. Eclipses happen every now and then. So what's your opinion on them? 
depending on the planet, an eclipse can be exciting or just annoying. Covering up someone isn't the best thing in the world, but it changes stuff up, so I'm not against it. Eh, not my favorite thing. The moon gets more attention than I do, so actually I hate it. I mean, you're literally standing on me. All the moon does is block my sun or whatever, and he gets all the attention. You people should be mad. You can't see. Are, are you jealous of the moon? Well, quite frankly, yes. Some people are, are obsessed with the moon, and I don't even know why. All the moon does is reflect the sun's light, and it glows in the night sky. Sometimes they are even covered up with um, leaves and by the trees, not by some other stuff. I'm never covered up. You can always see me. <laughs> okay. A few questions ago, you brought up the gas giants. The other type of planets. What are some of your thoughts on the Jovian planets? They are, they're okay. Compared to us rocky planets, they aren't too special. They can't be walked on. I mean, they're just gas. <laughs> like, <laughs> they are probably all smelly too. Oh, like you said earlier, you're the only planet with actual life now. Why do you think that is? The answer is obvious. I'm better than all the other planets. I'm not too hot. I'm not too cold. I'm just right. I have all the necessities. When Mars dried up, that was the last chance of any other planet had to have life. You need water for anything to live. Plus, you need have breathable air. Oh, and good gravity. Speaking of gravity, you know that humans know how to defy gravity. gravity. Well, meaning they want to be able to jump higher, fly, and maybe not get hurt as much when they fall. Oh, trust me. I know they do. They flew rockets off me and broke through my gravity. Just to go explore other planets. I think that's ungrateful. Gravity... Gravity's here for a reason. That is why it's so hard to get out of it. Because you shouldn't. You should tell them something. You're meant to stay here. Not to go explore the others. So thinking about other things in the galaxy. Than planets. How do you see the sun? See? I can't see the sun. Stars are way too bright to stare at. Honestly, the sun is one of the coolest things out here. Well, not cool as in, you know, if, if we are talking about temperatures, then he'd be hot. <laughs> For our final question, what do you think about exoplanets? Do you think there could be more planets like you out there? Yes, it would be nice to know there are other planets who are as great as me. I think it's a 99 0.9% chance that at least one planet with life exists out there. Moving on, we're going to move straight to the next interview with Robert Manning. He isn't going to be here, but I will be reading to you three questions with his three answers.
What's your position now at JPL, Rob? Is what we asked. He says, Chief Engineer for the Low Density Supersonic Decelerator Project, which is a very terrible name for a project for trying out new to test new supersonic parachutes that are larger that will allow us to land stuff that's a little bit bigger than Curiosity Rover. We ask, what were some of the design challenges you faced on MER? He responds with, We quickly discovered we needed bigger rockets and bigger parachutes because the system grew in mass. I said to myself, the volume's the same, so we packed the red drill lander for Mars Pathfinder to the brim. Turns out I was wrong. Mass grew by 50% in the same value. It's very dense because of that. We realized the airbags weren't strong enough to handle the landing loads without ripping. So we had to change the airbags. We had multiple airbag designs and we went through a, a year and a half before launch i started to think we won't be allowed to launch this thing we put these three little rockets in the back shell and a little inertial sensor that allowed us to figure out which way was up and correct itself so when the three big rockets fired it forced itself to be pretty much vertical the problem is winds could be pushing along horizontally i'm thinking I've got to get a horizontal velocity sensor to figure out how fast the thing is moving on the way down. If there's a big steady wind pushing it along horizontally, right now the vehicle has no idea that's happening because it can't be measured, the velocity in respect to the ground. The spray craft knew the velocity. It could use the small rockets to adjust that, that too. I told my friend Miguel San Martin, I need to get Doppler radar on vehicle to measure velocity. He puts two fingers up and says, give me two pictures. I said, oh my God, what a brilliant idea. Who should I talk to? He says, call Andrew Johnson. He knows two-dimensional image correlation algorithms. <laughs> I knew this was not going to go over well with the project management, emergency systems, engineering, adding a new s subsystems at the last minute is a sign of weakness. Luckily, it turns out we built rover electronics with 10 camera ports, but the only nine were needed. We wanted to modify one of the existing science cameras and put it looking down and have it to take pictures on the way down. It could compare the two pictures. If they shifted by a certain amount and you knew the time between them, you'd know how fast you were moving. We took three pictures to double check. Within six months, it was in the design. Had we not used it, we would have ended up bouncing at a 60 mile per hour towards the southern rim of Bonneville Crater, where those sharp wing-carved rocks called Venifax live. So, this is the last question we asked. Is there a key lesson to this MER story teaches? Rob responds with, in case of these super complicated systems 
give yourself a test program that gets the answer you don't want to hear clearly and have the team get in test mode as soon as possible. Things that you build often don't work to specifications, and oftentimes the environment does not operate to specification. We wrote requirements on Mars. She failed to live up to them. You have to be willing to accept new information, new discoveries from the scientific team that say, for instance, hey Rob, winds are much worse than he thought. The systems in there, the chief engineer and the management, need to be aware that surprises can come downstream and that will knock your socks off. But once you know about a problem, it becomes remarkably easy to fix it if you've given yourself the time. When people say, I'm doing my testing at the end, they're asking for troubles unless it's a system they already know very well. There's no crime in being wrong. The crime is not giving yourself elbow room to fix the problems. Now for our final few things of this podcast, let's talk about what JPL really is. JPL stands for Jet Propulsion Laboratory. This is a NASA owns and they work with missions and engineering and planning and all that good stuff. One thing that many do not know is that NASA stands for National Aeronautics and Space Administration. Just a fun little fact. Unfortunately, guys, it's time to say goodbye or goodbyes to the episode, guys. See you next time. Bye.